and welcome to His Film, Her Movie, the podcast that answers the question, to what lengths will one married couple go to to make the other watch some films that they love? In every episode, we have one specific cinematic topic, and then we must choose one film that exists within the bounds of that topic. My name's Jordan. My name's Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm quickly realising... Probably the best time, or the worst time, to record a podcast is right after a heavy meal. <laughs> um, yeah, probably not the best time. No, energy levels are low, but enthusiasm <laughs> is high. Happiness? Yes. Contentness? Warm? Absolutely. Got the cat cuddle next to me, she's purring away. <laughs> so we might as well get into the show, and like last week, let's start with... Over, well, since we've last recorded, what has been keeping us entertained? Well, we watched, we've watched quite a bit of Netflix. We do. So together we've watched that, um, Why Did You Kill Me? The documentary. True Crime. Yeah. Which was really good. Nice little throwback to MySpace days. Yeah, well, it was, it's all to do with this this family and how one of the, the, the daughters gets shot in like a- In a gangland a, sort of shooting. And the young- cousin uses MySpace to find out who shot her. Shot her, but then the mother of the person who was killed takes over after the while. Yes. And it's one of those where with documentaries I find it really interesting because it's it's generally the 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 subject is if the documentary is good or not. You, yes. You, you very much don't get great <clears throat> documentaries about boring subjects. No, no, you don't, no. And this one was I don't know, it's I don't know if it's just because I didn't really like the characters on either side. Not the characters, the people on either side. Yeah. And like after the film, like it's about this woman called Crystal who gets shot. Yes, she does. And I thought I made quite a good point. Yeah. And it's very, like, it's so sad. Yeah. Basically, the whole family's like on drugs, which is awful. And her mum's now clean and sober. But her mum was on meth and she called her child Crystal. After Crystal Meh. Mm. I was thinking, that's really sad. I felt quite sorry for like, um, there were no, there were people that I felt really sorry for. It's just a ridiculous story. Yeah. Like of how they, like the whole MySpace thing. It is literally like you'd expect it to be like somebody who just dreamt it up in a film, but it's not. It's real life. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a bit of a crazy sort of story. Well, absolutely. Um, um. And that's, I think I don't think it was a great documentary, but it wasn't. It was an interesting enough subject to keep you. Yeah, it was tied in. Yeah, I personally have been watching on Disney Plus, uh, Dollface, right, with Kat Dennings. Very girly, really good, really love it at the moment. It's very much about um, the importance of female friendships and getting back out there in the world and regaining your confidence after a breakup. So that's quite quite a nice, easy watch. It's like half an hour, 20 minutes each episode. Yeah. So that's my Friday guilty pleasure. Then I found a new one, which I think I may have mentioned last week, Filthy Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just carry on watching that. Still brilliant trash TV. It's great. And um, we've been re-watching Parks and Rec together. We all, Yeah, it's my comfort show is Parks and Rec. So it's like whenever something's not on, we'll stick Parks and Rec on and the only thing is that we are nearing the end of it, so we now need to find something else to fill that void. Because it was, we, we've had shows like this in the past, like during the first lockdown, yes. it was very much Shit's Creek for us. We blazed through that in a few what, weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. And yeah, we just need <clears throat> another 20 minute. Sitcom. Well, see, I never, I never uh, really watched Angel. Yeah. And I might end up watching it. With you. Mm. So we could try that. Plus, I can't I can't work the TV to bring it up. So <laughs> having you to work the TV to do that might be quite handy. Absolutely. And we started watching, well, we watched the first episode of the new HBO show. Yes. Mayor of Easttown, which we is stars did. Kate Winslet. And it's this police investigation, small town America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I like the, the tone of it, the atmosphere. It's, it's kind of a slow burn because it's not until the end of the first episode until we get the actual murder that you know that they're going to be yeah. investigating. But again, I love character-driven very, crime shows. 
Um, very intrigued by Kate Winslet's accent throughout. Mm-hmm. The accent um, that she actually has reminds me of um, Kathy Bates plays a character in um, one of the American Horror stories right. with the same accent. I can't place it. It's like the way she says like more and like things with like an Owen. It's a very unique, so it sounds very American until she says certain words and you're yeah, like, yeah. that's definitely like a regional sort of thing I can't I don't know where it is I quite enjoy listening to it I do I, mean, I don't know where I've actually read it from but I remember seeing someone say I'm glad that Kate Winslet is finally hitting a Francis McDormand phase yes and like living for it yeah because she definitely does have that frayed along the edges middle aged woman vibes and mm-hmm. it's just like like take no shit yeah like they've they lived their lives they don't care they have no filter. They don't really. It's just they say what they they want to say, and like she hopefully it continues into episode two. And for me, what I've watched on my own was first I watched it, it was the first time watch of I think 1995's um The Quick and the Dead, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's western starring Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe, and. It's one of those that's always stood there on my to-watch list. I never, never really got around to it, but it is a ridiculous amount of fun. Like, it just... Sam Raimi just having a ball with his style <laughs> and his his camera and just, like, you've got Gene Hackman chewing series. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio as a really young guy before Romeo and Juliet, before Titanic. Is it is it around the uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape sort of Just era? after... Just after that. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, Quick of the Dead, great. Um, runs along like a, a fun riot. And the other one was the big release of this week, Mortal Kombat. Yes, you did. You watched that. And do you know what? I actually rather enjoyed it as well. It was, for example, it, it's kind of exactly what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. It, the first hour is a little bit of a slog after a good opening, but the final 40 minutes, which is fight, 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 go, 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 is great. And yeah. it's what you go for. And it is gory at times, quite gory at times. Would I be better sticking to the original? Well, yeah, but the original isn't that, isn't that gory either. So um, I'd probably be better sticking yeah. to the original. But <laughs> it, it definitely is worth a watch. It's just for me, it's like, there's a thing about, and this has got lots of it in, and it always puts me off is CGI blood oh, never really? looks great. It it doesn't have the physics of normal liquid, like a squib wood yeah. or whatever. Generally, you can, you can tell it straight away and sort of takes you out of that action, but there are some really good kills in it. And if you're a fan of the games, and it's, it's got all the whole like flawless victory and finish mm-hmm. him and everything like that. Um, and a really, really great final fight that involves Sub-Zero and Scorpion. It is brilliant. But I think that's about it. I watched this week. That's it. That's it for me. So what is this week's show about? This week's show is basically kind of like my perfect one. Is it? Naughty's Teen Films. Naughty's Teen Films. I love a Naughty's Teen Film. It is. Well, we've done the 80s. In the 80s. We've done the 90s. Now it's the 90s. With the Empire Records debacle. <sighs> Don't you knock Empire Records? <laughs> After this, it'll be the 2010s. It will be. Or the, I don't know what that's called. Like the, the teens? teens? The, the teenies teens film? I have no idea. Either way, that'll be next. Obviously not next week, but no. we'll have to do that next. We will do. We will do. So what did you choose for your noughties? Teen film. Well, there's a lot of teen films out there from the noughties that I love and that I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this. But there were all ones that I was quite happy watch just by myself mm. and not look at them in a certain way. So I picked the 2006 Betty Thomas film, John Tucker Must Die. Right. So it got... Uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and 41% on Metacritic. So it's 
Middling to low, then. <laughs> Middling to low. <laughs> On critics and fans. Yeah, pretty much. And I chose 2004's mm-hmm. The Girl Next Door. Yeah. The Emile Hirsch starring Alicia Cuthbert, Paul Dano, Dano. Dano. Teenage comedy. That, that That's premise is very much not what you think the film is going to be. Mm-hmm. And we can get into that. Yeah. But we are a podcast of Pod Syndicate, so mm-hmm. you can go over to wearepodsyndicate.com if you're interested in film, TV, pop culture. Some new articles going up on there in the next few days, so you can go over and check those. But, so are you going to say? No, I was just going to say there's also um, Oscar coverage. There is Oscar coverage. Oscars are finished now, though. Oscars are finished now, but I do believe that. Well, Ian from Film Bastards went and watched every nominated film of the Oscars this year. He so did. It doesn't matter if it was nominated for one Oscar, for an obscure technical category, mm-hmm. it got watched. He watched every single one. I was just, we were talking about this, I was just surprised that Shaun the Sheep was on there. Yeah. It was. It was. So should we get into the show? Sounds good. Which one should we go with? Should we do mine first? Do yours first. Yes. You weren't at the party last night. Where were you? Well, it's totally on the DL. I mean, not fit to print. I'm dating John Tucker. Hi. Sorry. Slipped. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay, everybody. Let's play. (laughs) You know what? That was no... He's mine. Stay away from him. Oh, girls, peace and love. Come on. No guys are fighting over this. Fight about John Tucker's mine. What the hell is your problem? I am dating John Tucker. Let's get back in the game. So this is the 2006 Betty Thomas film. John Tucker must die. Betty Thomas has also done such classics as 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. I like that movie. I actually haven't seen that movie. It's got Viggo Mortensen in it. She's before. also done Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakle. <laughs> You'd actually probably like 28 Days. It's got, it's got a very kooky performance by Alan Tudyk. Oh, oh, I love him. Yes. I think he plays a pirate. No, not a no, pirate. A that's, pirate, that's, dodge, that's dodgeball. That's, but he does play somebody kooky, I believe, I think. That's just him. He yeah. just played himself. Um, so for this cast, it's there's Jesse Metcalf, Penn Bagley, uh, Jenny McCarthy, Brittany Snow, Sophia Bush, and Ashanti. Now I this is like that sort of era that a lot of like R and B stars kept on like popping yeah, yeah. into things. So there's like bring it on. And then I'm sure Usher was in a few things. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So it's that sort of era. Yeah. Um, it did, now, I we did laugh at the whole, it didn't do very well. It did, however, win awards. Okay. It won. Well, Sophia Bush won two awards. She won the Teen Choice Award um, and the for the uh, Breakout and the Actress. So okay. Breakout Star and Teen Choice Award for Actress. So. It didn't win like massive awards, but it did win awards based on the targeted audience. Can you probably say so? Yeah, the MTV audience of that time. Yeah, so you know, older people hated it, younger people loved it. Um, I remember this film coming out. I don't know if you do. I I, I don't. So I remember this film coming out because Jesse Metcalf was of Desperate housewife fame. Right. The thing is, it's season. one of those things where Jesse Metcalf is the guy. Yes, he is. So he's he is John Tucker. Yeah. So for him, it was like his. I think maybe he's like his big first big film. Maybe. And he'd been he'd found sort of like relative sort of notoriety from um, Desperate Housewives. So I remember big hype about him being in a film. And I remember seeing it and not really remembering anything about it. So I figured, right, it can't have made that much. It could have been great. 
My impressions now after watching it, I literally wrote down, meh. Ha! I never need to watch it again. Uh, soundtrack is fab. Soundtrack is really good. The casts and the costume is literally, you could pick up, like, especially the women in this and put them in pretty much every single 90s American TV show or film. And when you watch it, I was like, I've seen her. Like, I think one of the girls is maybe from like One Tree Hill or something. Sophia Bush. Yeah. So she's in One Tree Hill. Another one is in like, um, there's just there's just people where you're like I've seen these guys in like so many films. Oh, absolutely, I mean the, the guy, time. the Jesse Metcalf character could easily have been like Chad Michael Murray, yes, or uh, God, Joshua Jackson, that sort of era of mm-hmm. heartthrob. Yeah, he is. It is very much that. Um, so really, when I've been like going over it, um, we've sort of discussed a little bit more, um, and you. you you are teaching me, which is very nice. Because I just I just watch films. And yeah. I just get into films. I don't. I find it quite hard to then be like, unless it's glaringly obvious that they've planned. I say planned. Everything's obviously planned. It's yeah. Unless it's glaringly obvious, like End Games, where they suddenly had all the female people line up, and you're like, okay, yeah, that is just it's blatant, hard. blatant yeah. sort of audience bait, really. Bait. Yeah. So I kind of so I have been trying to look at star stuff. Um, my main thing was that when I was watching it, and I don't know if this is correct, but the camera doesn't move. It's a very stationary camera, right? And when we get into your film, I noticed a big difference, and I don't know if they would maybe use just a bog standard stationary camera, maybe zoom in and zoom out, um. Because it may be cheaper? Well, no, I think it's... I mean, I didn't really notice the style of the, the film because I, I probably wasn't even paying attention to it. In John Muckle, <laughs> John Tucker Muckle must die. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, 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 it's a sort of film where they aren't going for it to be hugely stylish. And we can talk about The Girl Next Door because The Girl Next Door looks terrible. It looks awful. Like, it's so flat and it's just... There's I no, still feel like the camera work in that is better than what's in this. But, but again, They've at least attempted to do something. Yeah, and uh, that's for me. Like the John Tucker must die. I mean, I didn't hate it, but like for me, what it was was I really wanted it to play around with the expectations a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Like when scenes were going on. I felt like I could guess where they were going. Yes. They were, they were going, and it was always for an obvious joke. Like, look, like when they give him estrogen in the basketball yes. team. Yes, uh, like, see, yeah, I've mentioned, yeah. You, you just knew how he was going to react and what the joke was going to be. Whereas, and, and also, I, it's a wit. I don't know if it was just the title because I didn't really know what I was getting into, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more family friendly. Than I would have thought. Do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. Because you think like re- revenge, girls mm-hmm. on boys. You maybe even think of even again the times. Like <clears throat> we'll get onto it again, but it's the year of the gross out comedy. It, it's you yeah. think maybe if you went for a fifteen. It's, yeah, if you think like maybe like American Pie was around this but sort that, of time. But that, that, and, and I would say, and again, we'll, we'll get on to that again. It's like the, the, the influence that American Pie had, especially on teen comedies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just bland. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the people are fine in it. I mean, they aren't great, but they're doing what they're asked to do. They aren't asked to deliver performances. Like Penn Bagley, Oh, he's not hot, by the way. Yeah, well, when he comes, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm he's less attractive. But I'm like, the dude's like an Abercrombie model. Like, model. Yeah. He is. He just needs to maybe give his hair a bit of a wash. But I think he's trying to do his best imitation of Heath Ledger in 10 things. Do I you think? You. I think he's trying to keep that audience, <laughs> but not be as good as an Look, actor. Look, we've got Heath Ledger light for you. He's That's- not smoking, therefore he's the good Boy, Heath Ledger. And that's it. And again, we're, we're trying to be led to believe that Britney Snow is invisible. 
Yes. And it's like, oh, she's just this vanilla-looking girl. And I'm just like, if you want to do that, they at straight, least do yeah. something with her. Like, for example, like even in She's All That, they put a pair of glasses on Rachel Lee Cook. Um, um, excuse me. She has curly hair. And as we all know of women who will be listening to this, you couldn't have curly hair at this time. You had to straighten it, even if that meant with an iron, like a literal clothes iron, to within an inch of its life. The minute that girl straightens her hair, she's hot. That's so weird. I, to me, I, it's, I, I've like, I don't feel like it's aged well. No. There's language in there that I'll be like, no. It's this to- there's serious tokenism yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. There's technically abusive relationships. There's ghosting of people. There is, um, you know, I mean, a, to- a lot of toxic masculinity, a lot of very bad stereotypes. But but that's that's the era. It is very very, uh, and that's again, it's the influence of the the teen sex comedy, the token lesbian kiss, just to get people interested. Absolutely, that's just like a tick on the on the to do list. Did you at least have a, a favorite scene? Do you know what? <sighs> Probably not. My favorite scene was Jane McCarthy crying and eating cake frosting. Because but, she's a vegan. But, yeah. And so, like, she, it looked like really good cake frosting, but I think this was before she became vegan. Yeah. So she's, like, literally getting, like, massive, like, spoonfuls of this really chocolatey cake frosting. It's, it's just the fact that it. Jenny McCarthy is in this movie tells you of the era that it is. Yes, and she actually gives good advice, but we do not listen to her. And that's the irony. Yes! The irony of her being, like, even though I know she is, like, she, she's going around with other men, but of Jenny McCarthy sharing wisdom on parenthood. <laughs> I found my worst scene. There right. was two. There was two. First off was the boat breaking down with the three girls in. Yeah. Beth, Carrie, and Heather. Because it was so obviously going to happen. Yeah. It was awful. And then, but the scene that I actually really, really hated, it's one of the very last scenes and they're all at John Tucker's birthday party and it's all the male students literally like cheering and being like, yeah, but you're great, John, because like you can like sleep with all these girls and you can do this. And like he he goes, oh no, we shouldn't be doing that. Literally the weakest amount of like protest about that, about doing that. And then they just carry on cheering, going, yeah, you're the man because you do this. And then nothing happens to them. And I'm just like, okay, right, you've literally I, just came out of being awful people. Yeah, I just find that entire, like the fact that it was a massive party for these guys, but it's it's so weird. As yes. in like, the, even like the representation of popularity. Like there is li- there's, there's nobody who everybody likes in school. No. There's always somebody who's going to hate him, but... For me, it's like one one of my best things. Maybe not a scene, but I think it happens two or three times. Mm-hmm. And it's when loads of dramas happen and there's a fight going on or whatever, and it just cuts to like three goths. <laughs> yes, and they're just like not even caring. Uh, yeah. The most accurate representation of people in school just going, they're having a fight. And I really don't care about it. Yeah, and- my best. Yeah, I was gonna say right, my best character was Pen Bagley. He was the most believable character. He was, but what was his point in this movie? Like, he didn't impact he the no, actual <laughs> But he also wasn't, like, most of the men in this film were awful men, and most yeah. of the women in this film were awful women. Yeah. He seemed like a decent person. True. I just think, like, it's like, the, her, him and the lead girl, Britney Snow, didn't even get together at the end. It was just <laughs> sort of, it was just sort of like, yeah, we maybe like each other. You expected that to have some sort of impact on the plot, like their relationship. Maybe they just wanted him in the film. Maybe. Maybe they just sort of like wrote him in the film. Was, he in, was he in anything at the time? Was he like a Gilmore Girls or a He whatever? wasn't in Gilmore Girls. Um, I think this is before Gossip Girl as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he I He was don't... just another hot young actor. He was a hot young actor to put him. Um I do think it could because there's always there's a lot of reboots. Yeah. A lot of reboots. Um, like we have sort of mentioned 
uh, when, after we watched this, the, the, the look of the teenagers, and I say that with air quotes because they're all blatantly well into their 20s. Well, especially Jesse some, some of them 30s. Yeah. Um, so I was having a little think, and I think um, if you were to remake it, I think you probably go with like Millie Bobby Brown because she can she can't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a young actress called JJ Tota who I've seen in a couple of things and she's really funny and she's really good. Um, there is from a couple of people who I think would be good from um like the the new Sabrina yeah. in there because they look a little bit older but they still look young, you know. Yeah. So it's like Tati Gabrielle and then Kanan Shapiro. Sherpa. Sherpa. I can never say a second name. But it's like you probably have what is face from oh Riverdale, K- KP, KP something, the lead guy in Riverdale. Oh, yes, him. Well, I actually wrote down one of the Sprouse twins. Oh, who's in Riverdale. Who's anyway. in Riverdale. Either one of them, because they, again, are older, but still have quite baby faces. Yeah, you'd, you'd, I think you need somebody sporty because he's a basketball star. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I never thought of that. The Sprouse twins could be sporty. We just haven't seen them being sporty. But the, and again, yeah. <laughs> but for me, it's like when you're playing with stuff, like we can, it's like 21 Jump Street. Yes. When that came out and you thought you were getting one film, and when they go back to high school, they're acting as if they're in high school in the early noughties. Yes. But when they do go back to high school, everybody's like, what? Yeah. Stop being so homophobic. Yeah. I, this car runs on bio oil. It's, it's, a, it's a more hipster. And that's what you've got to do. And mm-hmm. I know this didn't have, well, it had, it had the 90s, it had the 80s. Play with it a bit more. It's just, it oh, feels it like a TV a, movie. It does feel like a TV movie. Sorry, I was going to say, it also had um, one of the girls who said that she was vegan, yet was eating chocolate and yeah. ice cream. So it was like, we're going to make this girl vegan, but we don't know what vegan is, so yeah. she just won't eat meat. We don't, we're not going to research into what this is. And we're just going to say that she is. Because it was chick, she had a big sign. It was chicks for chicks yes. at the basketball game. And then she got slut shamed for the entirety of the film. Yeah. So <laughs> I think if they remade it, I think they could probably make it more fun. And I think it would definitely probably work a lot better. But for me, like this film, there's a very good, although very sort of, gory horror film called All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Okay. And like, make this into a slasher movie. Like, literally kill him? Yeah. Attempt to kill him. <laughs> make it like a dark comedy. It made me think of, um, was it Jennifer's Body? Yeah, great movie. Made me think of that. Still freaks me out. Good movie. That's getting a bit of a revisiting well, at the moment because it. like, that's 10 years it's been out I well think. it's not even that it's um uh megan fox megan fox has came out with like all the stuff that she went through and people are starting to re revisit her things and the way that was shot and she was shown in a very very different light because a um, woman director yeah it's like people pointed out how if you watch her in transformers there's a scene where she's like standing over the car and all you don't see her face while she's talking, it's tits and stomach. Yeah. That's all you see. Whereas the only um decent relationship she has in Jennifer's body is with another woman and yeah. it's respectful and it's loving and it doesn't turn out great, but it's the only time that she can be herself and she can I might rewatch Jennifer's body this week. I've got her on iTunes. You gonna rewatch? Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, just um, if you're harking back to your youth of going to the cinema and watching this, don't bother. <laughs> Poor Jordan had to buy it for me on, what was it, iTunes, iTunes. or something. Absolute waste of five ninety nine. <laughs> don't bother. Just, just just go back and read all the bad reviews. There you go. You've, you've just watched it. <laughs> so we'll take a short break and we'll, we'll come back with my pick, The Girl Next Door. <laughs> This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? 
Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on The Bonus Shows. Hey, come on. Let's get out of here. How do you know no one's home? I don't. Come on. Seriously, this is nuts. Ooh, boxers. I always wear boxers. She's got me on a weird day. So, what's the craziest thing you've done lately? Uh, this is right up there. So, The Girl Next Door, 2004 film starring Emil Hirsch, Paul Dano, Timothy Oliphant, Alicia Cuthbert, and a few others. One of the reasons why I chose this film is like I... I really told the line between, like, with the idea of giving myself a little leeway with the teenage angle of this week's topic. Mm-hmm. And, and my first inclination was to go with Itumama Tambien, um, Alfonso Cuaron's movie. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, Do you know what? <clears throat> it's not teenage filmy enough. And I was like, oh, should I go with Brick, Ryan Johnson's first movie? And I was like, no, is it not? I was like, commit to the teenage. Commit to a naughty teen Teenage, film, Jordan. Exactly. You want a bit of trash. So, and that's why I chose the girl next door. Yes, it's there. It's near of a bang right in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. It is a fully fledged teenage high school sex comedy, and we say we're talking about like this is the era of American Pie came out in nineteen ninety nine, and that then. yeah, but but the slew of films like we got our we got our road trips. Euro trip. Our Euro trips, Van Wilders, 40 Days and 40 Nights, those sex comedies. Yeah. After it, because it was like, okay, well, there's a market here. So should have some nudity, some swearing in young people, and you'll make millions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. There's a market here. Yes, show some boobs and boys will go to the cinema. Yes. Shocking. And you would have thing- never thought of that. But that's the thing, isn't it? The girl next door fits right into that bracket. It, it sex crazed teens in high school or college. I mean, gross out of humor. But I do think that this film has something different. And that's a heart. Mm-hmm. Like, under all the nudity, all the cursing, all the sex talk, it's got this gooey, lovable center. And it, I think it captures. The that first feelings of infatuation really well, mm-hmm. and you didn't think you'd seen this, but realized that you had when you sat when you got to like maybe three quarters of the way through. Yeah. But when I said this, this, this film, it's about a young guy who falls in love with the porn star for, like, that, that moves in next door. Yeah, what was your first thought? Um, well, we kind of joked about this because I couldn't remember the film because I am shockingly bad at remembering like titles of films um, that I have seen. <laughs> it made me think of um, like The Simpsons when Ned Flanders gets those two girls who rent a room and they move in and they're doing like sex shows. Or yeah. That's kind of what I thought of it to begin with. But when I like actually watched it with you, I'm like, before I kind of realized that I already knew the film, which mm. actually you say three quarters of the way through, um, it was probably like the last half hour <laughs> that I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this bit. It took me that long. Um, I really liked it. It was like 
I, I was watching as if I'd never seen it. Yeah, yeah. And soundtrack is great. Soundtrack was brilliant. Soundtrack, really, really good. That's one of the things. Like when when a film starts, and it's, I actually wrote them down. The first five songs in this movie is you start with David Bowie and Queens under pressure. Mm-hmm. Then you get Angelis by Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen. Then on to Thunderclap Newman's some, Something in the Air. And then on to Jump Into the Fire by Harry Nilsson. It's just, it's just like, it's banger after banger after banger. And it really sets the tone yeah. in like a really good way. It's songs that like you're going to know, or it's songs that are going to very much the sound of that era. Um, the main thing was that it, it focused very much on the troubling stereotype for me. Yeah. Because as soon as, um, you know, as soon as um, Eli finds out that Danielle does porn, straight away, he's like, she's easy. Yeah. She's got no self-respect. Um, and sorry, Eli is like his friend. And um, Matt is just like absolutely disgusted with it, the main character. He's like, this is awful. And really loses a lot of respect yeah. for her. I mean, like, I'm going to lose respect for somebody who stars in a very racist pornography. Because <laughs> let's be honest, the kung fu porn that she was in, yeah, yeah. not great. I'm not going to lose respect for somebody who does porn. But that's, I think that is like the interesting part about this as well, is like, it's not only do you have this love story, but again, that's the thing is that the central relationship between Neil Hirsch and Alicia Cuthbert actually holds weight and you, you do care about them. Yeah. And, it's it's a good first love film in a teen sex comedy's clothing. Yeah. And the fact that you can have that balance to deliver a decent love story with the premise of the film, mm-hmm. of that a porn star moves in next door and, they, and, and the, the guy falls in love. And, and we began talking about that as like the easy joke we was talking yeah. about it in a different way and like the thing is it's not only does it give us this this good first love angle it, it throws in this lovely side salad of a theme of not letting life pass you by yeah which is good yeah and, and I like that t- bit. taking it by the hands and then on top of that male jealousy and not judging people completely on their past Yes. And of getting past their own inadequacies or their own impressions of people. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're talking about all these inter- in, in this light, breezy little comedy. And don't be wrong, it's, it's The Girl Next Door isn't a great film. It's not. It's got quite a bit wrong with it. Um, Eli. Especially that character of Eli. However, Ugh. my theory about Eli is... He's for the 13-year-olds who are watching this movie and because he, he's just a child. And he, he is, if you're 13, you find that kind of a character funny. That's my only reason, I think, why he's there. And to be the, the devil on the shoulder. I just, oh, it was just... He's just an awful he, he, person. He, like, he's there for he, the cheap laugh, isn't he? I didn't find him. I didn't but, find but, him but, but, funny. No, no, no. Like, but that's what he's there for. He's there to try and point out what the, yeah. the, the male chauvinistic viewpoints of what somebody in that position. It wasn't would even do. like the male chauvinistic viewpoints because you expect it to be like that sort of thing. It was the fact that like he watches porn like with his friends yeah, yeah. or like when they're on the phone and. Both Matt and Clitz, the other guy, say, we're not comfortable with this. And he's like, get used to it. Man up. And it's like, he has like no respect for anybody or anything. I just didn't, I didn't like him. He got better towards the end. He could have done with a good smack in the face though at (laughs) some point. Because I just felt like going, it wasn't for these two guys. You would literally have no friends to treat your friends. A little bit more respect than that. Yeah. Do you know who I did like? Who? Kelly. Timothy Oliphant. Loved, loved, loved him in this. He's my worst slash best character. But he is, 
I think he steals the movie. Oh, completely. And he plays such a, an evil guy so well. He's got the, the Jack Nicholson eyebrow type thing. Uh, he's got the trifecta of the charm. Yes. The looks. Yes. But also the danger. Yes. And he plays it perfectly. And I love Tim Yor- Timothy Oliphant. So he's good. so, so good. And not even in this, but even like justified in, in the TV show. He's just got this ooze of cool about him. Even when he like turns up as himself in the good place. Just love him. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the cast generally are great. I mean, yeah. it's it's so funny. This was kind of the first major role for Emil Hirsch. Mm-hmm. You've got Paul Dano in here, who is wow, this like big respected actor, worked with Paul Thomas Anderson, worked yep. with work with the best of the best, and like Alicia Cuthbert, who at the time this was a bit of a risk for her because like. She was in season two of 24, I think, at this at, at this moment in time. So okay. she was in the biggest TV show in the world. And she's got to go and play. Although you, you don't really see anything or whatever, but to play a porn, porn star. You don't see anything of her. I think you see a bit of side boob. Yes, actually, I don't, don't even think that's her side boob, to that's be not honest. That's her side boob. That's somebody else's side it boob. It will be somebody else's side boob. Is it really bad that it makes me think of Family Guy when you say that and Pete Griffin going, that's my side boob. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my side boob, just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, and that's it. I think when you've got a really good cast, you've you've got a central relationship that is ha- the whole entire film hangs off that works. Yeah. And yes, you do have some questionable characters, but I think those questionable characters are there to show the wrong side of the argument. Yeah, which I get. I do find this, and you, you get this in all of these different um, teen, like rom-com gross out so yeah the bit where the money goes missing from the bank yes and that woman's like i'm gonna get you done by the police my literal thing is why he legally hasn't done anything wrong yeah she's buggered up and he's like i would i would have gone all right then go get the police i haven't done anything wrong you have done something wrong and like he's like oh my god i'm gonna get done by the police and this is gonna happen and you feel like somebody just needs to like maybe hold him and go, no, you're not. You've not stolen any money. You've not done anything wrong. Yeah. And it's always, they always have that sort of thing where you go, oh my God, this is so bad and everything. And then you get a bit older and you realize, no, honey, you're fine. Um, Favorite scenes. I think, to be honest, my favourite scene, I just, I don't know if it's just the way Emil Hirsch plays it, mm-hmm. but the scholarship dinner oh, when, when he's, he's high on ecstasy, and it's the sort of the cutaway when he's dancing and Alicia Cuthbert's just there just with her champagne, just thinking, what an absolute dick. But he, yeah. he's, he's giving it all. But again, what I, there's actually a quote that I've actually definitely used in my real my IRL mm-hmm. and that is is if the juice is worth the squeeze and I think that is a great quote it is a really good quote and, and how they come back like there's a couple of instances with what Kelly says mm-hmm. that come back against Kelly you've got the juice with that doesn't, doesn't come back but it, it tells you why he's doing what he's doing but then when we find out that the video that they were making was a sex ed video. Yes. And he's saying, oh, these gifts just come to me. And it's like, you can just see Kelly and it's like, you little Damn shit. You. Yeah. But good on you. Yeah. It is. And the thing is, that's it. And you, you can have gross out teen sex comedies, but also deliver them in a way that doesn't always have to go for the easy laugh. You can have those elements, mm-hmm. and you've got boobs, and you've got bums, and you've got everything like that, but it's not what the film's focusing on. And don't get me wrong, I do like American Pie. I always have. I grew up with that movie. Yeah. But it's aged terribly. God, it's aged so badly. And that's not only the technology that's used in it with terrible, terrible webcams, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's Even the nudity in this is sort of used in a, the shooting a porn movie. Yeah. 
it's like American Pie, the the entirety center centerpiece of that movie is the Shannon Elizabeth get an undress scene. Yeah. And although when I watched that when I was 13, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yes. Now it's like, it's kind of icky. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? If this happened now, all those kids would... Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> yeah. Go to jail. Do not collect $200. You're done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You don't have a life. You don't have a life now. You've literally just done like revenge you, porn. You're a sexual predator. You'll probably yeah. have to tell everybody where you move that but you're you are. This, yeah. And, and that's the thing is we're trying to find that funny and maybe I'm part of the problem saying that. As a, you know what I mean? Even now I look back and yeah, it looks bad, but I'll still watch it. But I think those films as well, like the American Pie films, evolved as the years went on. Because once we get to the third one, I think the wedding. Yeah. When they're all a bit older. But it wasn't the wedding. Maybe there's a well, the There wedding, was an American Pie wedding. wedding. And the reunion when they're all a bit older and they get a bit more Yes, they have their silly antics because that's what the films are about, but it's much more based on, well, we've actually got to grow up. It's not this arrested development part of it. It's like mm-hmm. just the character of Stifler wouldn't fly in a film nowadays. See, now that's where I kind of feel like um, Naughty's films, I think, are very different yeah. to like, 80s and 90s and everything because we did have like this gross out really pushing the boundaries yeah and i feel like when we have kids and they get like that age they're going to look back and going to watch these films in the same sort of way that we watch like i I don't think of like a really i can't think of anything from our parents time that we would watch and go my god you guys like this this is so problematic well it's like avid adventures of a window washer and things like that, yes. just like the really tongue-in-cheek, because carry-on films. Yes, yeah. But again, obviously, whilst when film evolves and cinemas get a little bit more liberal, that's when you start getting the the porkies of their time, and mm-hmm. then other things in the late 80s. And when you, when you finally get to American Pie, I think it sort of just hit at this, this sort of peak. And then we did get lots of other imitations after it but i think people just then just got bored of it and yeah. then you, when you then you do get things like 21 jump street again which you're looking back and poking fun at them mm-hmm. and it's to be honest even it's a very good movie but not another team movie is actually very funny and just <gasps> it is it's the scary movie kind of parody version I loved of it not another team movie chris evans with black hair yeah freaked me out when I when I rewatched that again. I was yeah. like, complete did not even realise he was in this film. Yeah. And his hair looks like he's literally just like sprayed it black. <laughs> but but that's it. I think I mean the girl next door so it isn't a great movie, but the fact that it, it's it fits the bill but delivers some sweetness with its I think medicine. I think the end bit, the end bit, like when you find out that they're actually doing the sex tape, is my favorite bit yeah. because you've had this sort of thing all the way through, and then like the last bit is like, oh, they're, they're talking to like I'm, I wrote him down as being the evil man in the suit. Yeah, he actually wasn't evil. He was actually quite a good, decent guy. All this, it's like, oh, that means they're going to do a porno. It's going to be all this. It's going to be all this. And then I think it's like a nope, no, we're not. We are going to be telling you the the, the dangers of sex, yeah. the good things about sex, how to stay safe in sex. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the best way this film could have ended because then it ra- probably raises a lot of questions for people. And if you're maybe watching this as a teen and then you suddenly go, oh, then we're not going to see any sort of raunchy stuff. We're literally going to watch them. And then, I don't want to say it's not raunchy because they're literally just like, putting condoms on yeah, yeah, and doing yeah. all this. But, but again, as I just said, it's like the best way to do those sorts of things is to give people some sugar with the medicine. Yeah. So it's like people will pay attention if they can give their attention to something and not just w- wash away. But yeah, it's like 
for me, it's like Alicia Cuthbert, again, I think is the sort of the soul of this movie. Yeah, she's lovely in and she, this. And she is. She, she's very, very good. But it's like she, her career didn't really pan out the way I thought it was going to because she was going to be this big leading lady. But I think maybe her cuteness stopped her for doing that. And mm-hmm. fact, I feel really bad about that. But even that, she was part of a TV show called Happy Endings. And it, one thing I didn't realise, but in that TV... She is hilarious. Oh, really? Like her comic timing and her, like the way she performs that character in Happy Endings. It's like, this is what she should have been doing. Mm-hmm. She is excellent in that TV show. And like Emile Hirsch, gone on, Oscar nominated, I think. Paul Dano is the big art house. But Tom, like, Timothy Oliphant is a big star as well, mm-hmm. being Tarantino movies. Timmy Philly, Tim- Timothy Oliphant still looks a little bit evil. He does. Uh, do you know what I think it is? It's the receding hairline and the spiky hair. It just makes somebody look like the devil. I, uh, do you know, the minute he turned up, he had the outfit of a naughty's bad guy yeah, on. leather jacket. No, it was the op- open shirt, white vest top underneath, lots of jewellery. Smoking. Smoking. Like... Boots, necklaces. Honestly, he could have put a puka shell necklace on there and he would just be 100%. And I just loved it. I love the fact that you you can literally find like all the, like, the bad guys and they're either going to be wearing a suit or they're wearing that exact same outfit. And I don't, we don't have that now. Well, the thing is, you know, at least one member of NSYNC dressed up like that. Oh, are we talking about one member? Like every single one of them dressed like that? <laughs> Every single one of mem- every single one of NSYNC dressed like that. It was very much of the time that that fashion yes. choice. But I think that's probably going to be it for this episode. I think it is. Uh, and yeah, it was it's an interesting one. We'll see what we want to do next week. Yes. Uh, and we'll let you know. Yes. And other than that, we don't really have anything more to add. Nothing from me. Nothing from me either. So we'll love you and leave you. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.